0: Yo, how's it going, everybody? This is Noah Eldridge from the Eldridge Podcast. Yes, you see it correctly. This is the third, not one, not two, but three, the third episode of the day. I'm excited. We got a lot to get to. This is why I'm coming out with three episodes. I just wanna explain really quick, the reason I'm coming out with so many episodes today and I will be in the future is because sometimes I just don't have time to do An episode in one day. So this is why I do some in multiple days, but I'm also behind on my schedule I'm bringing out stuff too late and when I do catch up Then I'll be able to get real news out to you guys and hopefully I'll be able to go back to doing once a day But I'm behind and that's okay. That's fine. It happens to all of us. I'm gonna catch back up There's a lot of news to get into and I'm loving it right now. So let's not waste any time Let's just get right into it. So we're gonna start with the Bears They're targeting the Chiefs director of football operations Mike Borgonzi there's not much to say on this. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> like everyone wants everyone on the Chiefs. Players, coaches, management, everything. The offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is getting offers f- to be the head coach of some teams. I mean, he hasn't gotten any offers yet. I mean, he will be a head coach of one of these 6 or 7 NFL teams that need a coach right now, but he's been an offensive coordinator. He's worked uh he's worked his way up the correct way, you know what I mean? He hasn't cheated his way through or been like a family member of someone like he was a good fo- uh, football player he knows football so he's worked his way up he's hasn't gotten any offers yet but he's getting interviewed by everyone except for the Houston Texans and if you want to know more about that go back to the last podcast because I talked about that a lot so I mean I know I'm getting a little off track here you gotta wonder how much of it is Eric Bieniemy compared to Andy Reid who's a top three to five coach Mahomes who's a top 3 quarterback. Like I don't think Eric Bieniemy will be a good coach. I, I got to be honest with you guys. I don't There are some rumors he could go to the Eagles because they recently just fired Doug Peterson and I mean I can get more into that later or in a different episode, but this one we're talking about Eric Bieniemy and the Chiefs right now. As a Cowboys fan, I'd be okay with that cuz I don't think he's special. I really don't. Like he's he's a good offensive coordinator, don't get me wrong, but does he make crazy cool play calls? And I'm like, oh my god, like, no. I mean, the the, the Chiefs do have some good plays, don't get me wrong, but they also have the best tight end in the league. I mean, top three, non-arguable. A top three quarterback. A top five to ten receiver. A top three to five coach. Like, a top five to ten safety in Tyron Matthews. Like, Or sorry, that has nothing to do with offense. I didn't even need to mention that. But Anyway, my point is they have a very talented team and a very talented head coach. How much of it is Eric Biennium? My answer to that would be, I don't know, obviously, but my guess would be not a lot. So I think he's going to be one of those guys. He's a good coordinator. Don't get me wrong. He's good. And he'll get a head coach job and he'll be fired within one, two, three years at most. And then he'll go be a coordinator uh, for someone else and be pretty good. There's just, I feel like he's one of those guys. Todd Bowles is a great example. He's been the head coach of the Jets and the Cardinals and was fired pretty quickly at both jobs. I get it. Those are two tough jobs, but I mean, look at the Cardinals now. I mean, I know they didn't make the playoffs, but they've improved a ton from where they've been the last few years. So, But he's the defensive coordinator currently for the Buccaneers, and he's killing it. Buccaneers got like a top five defense in the league. So sometimes you're just a great coordinator and not a great head coach, and that's okay. Sometimes you just can't take that step. It's kind of the same thing of same sort of level of Nick Saban. He's a great college football coach. He's the greatest in college football history. It's not really arguable now. But he went to the NFL, and he just wasn't good. In fact, he was awful and got fired. Went back to college, killed it. And he's the greatest college football coach of all time. Proved it last night. So it's okay to not be a great head coach. Good for Eric Bieniemy. He's going to get his shot, and this is his shot to prove me wrong. But I don't think he will. We will just have to see. Like that. That's all I can say. We're just going to have to see. I'm, but my prediction, he is not going to be great. But I mean going back to what I was saying here Mike uh Mike, Borg- Mike Borgonzi that's how you I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it but I like personally I would not be concerned if I was a Chiefs fan if Mike Borgonzi's smart he stays with the Chiefs a good stable organization with a good head coach a quarterback they're going to have for the next 10 years a receiver a receiver they'll have for at least like the next 5 years right Tight end they'll have for the next five years. Like, this is a great team who's in win-now mode as well. Like, that's that's hard to come by these days, everything I just named, compared to a dysfunctional Bears organization that benches quarterbacks left and right and went from getting rid of Trubisky and Matt Nagy for sure to – oh we're, we're in the playoffs and even though we got blown out by the Saints we're gonna bring them both back oh just because you made the playoffs I'm not saying they should fire Matt Nagy or get rid of Mitchell Trubisky I mean I think they should get rid of Mitchell Trubisky but I don't think they should fire Matt Nagy also their offensive coordinator they were thinking of getting rid of all three of those and now it's turned into oh we're gonna keep all three of those guys and we're just gonna release Nick Foles the Bears have no clue what they're doing And it's terrible because they have a great defense. And if they get a good quarterback, I'm telling you, if they get Deshaun Watson, they're contenders. I think they're Super Bowl contenders. I seriously mean that. Their defense is next level, man. And Khalil Mack is still in his prime, but he's getting towards the end of it. They are just wasting the defensive talent that they have. Eddie Jackson, Khalil Mack, Kyle Fuller, Robert Quinn. Like I know Robert Quinn didn't have a great year this year, but they have a great defense and a great running game. You know who I completely underestimated this year and totally hated on? David Montgomery. Look at the stats. He's top five in rushing stats this year. Or at least rushing yards. So they are a very good team. They got a good running, they got a good running game. They got a good coach. They got good defense. The only thing they're missing is a quarterback. They have a number one receiver in Allen Robinson. Is their receiving core great? No. But if they get a guy like Deshaun Watson, the receiving core doesn't matter. This guy's making Kiki Kuti look like a great receiver. You know what I mean? And the, uh, I'm sorry, the offensive coordinator's name is Bill Lazor, I believe. So they were thinking of getting rid of all three of those, Trubisky, Matt Nagy, and Bill Lazor. And then they're like, oh, we're keeping all of them, but we're getting rid of Nick Foles. And then they'll end up keeping Nick Foles. Who knows what's going to happen? No one knows what's going on with the Bears right now. So (laughs) Mike Borgonzi, if you're smart, please stay with the Chiefs. Don't make this mistake. Because plenty of people have done it before you. So, I mean, me personally, if I am a coach or in management in the NFL, I do not want to be with the Bears right now, unless it's my only choice. Like, oh, I can't get a job anywhere else? Yeah, of course. Come on. But yeah, anyway, this was reported by Bleacher Report um, on January 4th. So, I mean, not much else to say on this, but I mean, if he does leave, Chiefs fans, don't freak out. You guys will get someone, and you guys will be okay. I know he's made some good moves, for sure, but you guys will be okay, I think. So, I mean, I guess it's going to be who gives him more money, I guess, and we'll just have to see. But, all right, on to the next topic here. Look, I know I've talked about it a million times, but I just wanted to let you guys know the names that Derrick Henry is up there with when it comes to rushing for 2,000-plus yards in a season. So, just quick recap, if – You guys are living under a rock. In week 17, he rushed for 223 yards and got the record, basically. Look, I know, I can't talk about this without talking about the playoffs. I get it. He had a rough playoff game, and they lost. But everyone has bad games. He had 18 carries for 40 yards, 2.2 yards per carry. Not good. In fact, really bad. But the Ravens saw him once in the playoffs last year where the Titans had a huge upset over them. And then once in the regular season this year where it was a very close, tight game, and the Titans won. Why'd they win? Oh, because Derrick Henry played great and got the game-winning touchdown in OT. What a run. Please go look at the highlights of that game because it was a great game. I talked about it a bunch. I get it. But I've never mentioned the names that he's up there with. So let's just go over some of these guys because he is in great company. Barry Sanders, top three to five all time. And I'm being generous with these. Because I don't want to make it debatable. He's top three to five running back all time. Top 10 if you want to go that low, but that's ridiculous. Eric Dickerson. I was thinking, eh, he's top seven to 10 all time. I'm looking at articles, top 10 running backs. He's in the top five in almost every single one. So, top five to 10 running back. Next running back Terrell Davis. He had a very short career. I understand it. But even when you look at his stats, he's still top 20 to 25 all time, and some people put him higher. He just had a short career. That was his only problem. But he had some great, great years. Now here's one everyone's going to be like, what? Who who is that? I've never even heard of that guy. Why is he on this list? Because he rushed for 2,000 plus yards in a season. But his name is Jamal Lewis. Get to know the name. He played for the Baltimore Ravens. He's 25th all time in rushing yards. So, I mean, you could technically off of that stack, because that's probably the most important one, say he's top 25 all time. But top 30. There you go. Look into him more and see what you got. So, coming on the home stretch here, but Adrian Peterson, top 10 all time. Like, that's non-arguable. He's top 10. I mean, he's the bottom half of the top 10. He's 7, 8, 9, 10, but top 10 running back all time. Chris Johnson just didn't play at a high level for as long as some of these other guys. So, he's probably top 25 all time. And then the last one, OJ Simpson, who's top 10 to 15 all time. I know you're like, what? What? Yeah, I know you know OJ Simpson for some other stuff, whether it's the TV or other stuff, whether it's the TV show or, oh God, who knows? But anyway, he was a great football player, really was, top 10 to 15 running back all time. So the lowest on here is Jamal Lewis, and I'm being generous with these, top 30 all time. And Derrick Henry is in this company. Am I saying he's a top 30 running back all time? No, I'm saying if he continues on this path and continues to play great, he will be. So I just, I don't think people looked into it. I think they said, oh, one of eight players. Like, that's cool. Look at the names that this guy is next to. Like, it's honestly amazing. So that's really great and great for Derrick Henry. Look, I get it. His team struggled and did not win in the playoffs, but it, it was a close game. And it's just tough. The Ravens are a good football team. You know what I mean? It's not like they lost to Scrubs. Lamar's a good quarterback. I know the memes, and no matter what anyone says, Lamar's a good quarterback. Is he top five? I don't know. Is he top ten? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll just have to see. But, honestly, I think either way, they were going to lose to the Bills, the Titans or the Ravens. So, we'll just have to see. But, yeah, I think the Titans got some things to do. Defensively, their defense is not very good. I know they held them to 20 points, but – and their offense only scored 13. I'm just talking season overall, not very good performances from them. So, honestly – all right, yeah. So, on to the next topic here. We're going to go – I know I've talked about this one before too, but not in depth. So, I need yeah, I need to go into more detail. So, Justin Jefferson also in Week 17 broke not one but two – Vikings franchise records. Before I say what they are, I just want to say this guy is the real deal. The Eagles really messed up taking Jalen Rager instead of him. Look, Rager's okay, but he's already injury prone and clearly the worst out of the notable rookie receivers. But we'll get into that later. The two Vikings franchise records that Justin Jefferson broke were the first one being... It's the one that everyone's talking about. Justin Jefferson passed Randy Moss for the most receiving yards by a Vikings rookie. But the second one, and honestly, the more important one that I feel like no one is talking about, is breaking Anquan Bolden's previously held record for most rookie receiving yards ever by any rookie. So I apologize. I said two franchise records. It's not. The first one is a franchise record for the Vikings. The other one is just a record by rookies. It's kind of weird that Anquan Bolden had that. I just would have thought of someone else. I mean, he was good, but yeah, so most rookie receiving yards ever by any rookie. That's that's great. He had a great year. Justin Jefferson's the real deal. And a great replacement for Diggs. Look, is he better than Stefan Diggs? No, but they did the right thing. They got they got Justin Jefferson and got a lot of picks for Diggs. So we'll have to see. Look, the Bills are the number two seed to make the playoffs, and the Vikings didn't make the playoffs. I'm not saying the Vikings are better than the Bills. I'm just saying it it was a tough situation, and Diggs won it out. So they got him out of there, and I think they got Jefferson and a bunch of good picks. So we'll have to see where that trade ends up. Obviously, the Bills are winning that trade. They might win a Super Bowl this year because of that trade. So we'll have to see. But he also wore these shoes during the game. Week 17 as a tribute to Randy Moss and I just thought this was so cool just the design itself uh, and honestly while you're listening to this I say pull it up And look at these while i'm talking about it because then you'll understand what i'm talking about But just the design itself of these shoes uh, It's just amazing. It's under armor black and yellow combination the front half of the shoe is yellow and The other half or the back half is black, but the black and yellow sort of fade together in the middle. Like it's a super cool design. And then in the black, uh, it has Justin Jefferson on one shoe and Randy Moss on the other in purple jerseys. And like, it's really cool. The attention to detail is just amazing. I keep, oh, I keep saying shoes, but they're cleats. (laughs) So, but anyway, the left cleat is Randy Moss and his stats as a rookie for the Vikings. So He's on the back left side, and then the stats are on the right. So it has catches, 69, receiving yards, 1,313, and touchdowns, 17. The right cleat is Justin Jefferson and all of his rookie stats formatted the same way. 79 catches, 1,267 receiving yards, and 7 touchdowns. Obviously, all of these stats were before the Week 17 game because he was wearing them before and during the game. So it was before he broke Randy Moss's record and Anquan Bolden's. So, he finished the season with 88 catches, 1,400 receiving yards, and 7 touchdowns. Like, wow. <laughs> like, this this dude is the real deal. I know I've said it a million times, but wow. So, all in all, I give these cleats a 10 out of 10, 5 star, 8 plus. Like, seriously, I mean it. These are sweet. I really like them. Just I mean, they're just so clean and just everything about these cleats are perfect. The design, the look, the meaning behind them, and just above all, the timing of it was just perfect. Like Justin Jefferson knew he was going to break Randy Moss's record. Like imagine how dumb he would have looked if he didn't, but honestly, just perfect. So in week 17, so now I know you're like, well, hold on, I just compared the stats Wow, he must have had a huge game against the Lions. You're right. In Week 17 against the Vikings, if you do the math, he had a monster game. I know it didn't matter to the Vikings because they were already out of the playoffs, but what a game from Justin Jefferson. I understand he was playing the Lions, who have a bottom five pass defense in the league, but still, he had 12 targets, nine catches, and 133 yards. The future is very bright for this kid. It's it's too bad that his quarterback is Kirk Cousins, and their defense is just... Awful, but and they also got to play Aaron Rodgers for at least a couple more years. But when he is gone, it's really anyone's division. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen unless Jordan Love is the next Aaron Rodgers, but I doubt that. I think Jordan Love is going to be good, but not Aaron Rodgers. Come on. And that's a lot of pressure following Aaron Rodgers, and those Green Bay fans are crazy. But the way Rodgers is playing, though, he could be around for three to four more years. Is that crazy to say? He's 37 years old, but think about it. Big Ben's 38, Phillip Rivers is 39, Drew Brees is 41, Tom Brady's 43. Are any of those guys still playing at an MVP level? No, I, I understand that. But, so, Rodgers might be around for a lot longer than people think. We'll just have to see. So, I mean, he could win a Super Bowl this year, could go to the NFC Championship. We're going to have to see, but, I mean, I think he's the NFL's MVP this year. So... Even though I do not like Aaron Rodgers as a Cowboys fan, I don't need to talk about the Dez catch or anything. Hopefully I don't need to talk about that, but maybe that might be a topic for a different day. I might might cry on the podcast here if that happens. But, yeah, I mean, Rodgers is great, and he's the MVP this year. Still playing at a very high level. They definitely messed up drafting Jordan Love. I think he's going to be good, especially sitting behind Rodgers for a few more years. So... Hopefully it works out perfect, like Rodgers retires right when, or they get rid of Rodgers right when Jordan Love's rookie contracts up, and then they can sign Jordan Love to kind of a small deal for a starting quarterback, and maybe they get lucky, I don't know. I think Jordan Love's going to be good though, especially sitting behind Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and a good Packers team for the next three, four years, you know what I mean? So I said we would talk about it later, and here we go. I think the Eagles are in trouble. Before I start, you guys know I'm a Cowboys fan. So obviously I'm gonna be biased towards my Cowboys and hating against the Eagles. But, I mean, let me know if I'm saying anything crazy here, okay? I said we talk about it later. The Eagles are in trouble. They fired Doug Peterson. They don't even know who their quarterback is. They already announced they're letting go of Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. I at least saw that earlier in the season. I don't see them re-signing either one. The one receiver they're keeping isn't that good, guys. I get it. He's just a rookie. You got to give him time. I get it. I get it. I get it. But this guy is now going to be expected to be the number one receiver unless they trade for or sign a great receiver in free agency, which I don't know. I just don't see them doing that because just everyone gets hurt when they play for Philly. That's the problem with Philly. They love these speedy little tiny receivers and it's like they all go there and get hurt, dude. Like that's What happens? Think about it. That's all that's happened to Deshaun Jackson. And if you think about it, Alshon Jeffrey is a huge big receiver and he gets hurt too. They just get hurt in these cold towns because no one likes to play in the cold for football. I mean, yeah, some people might kinda like it, but it just raises the risk of injury. But yeah, receivers typically don't like the cold weather, especially when they don't even know who's going to be throwing the ball to them. (laughs) Like you know what I mean? Who like why if you're a wide receiver why would you want to go to the eagles tell me you're like uh they were whatever they were 4 11 and 1 this year they i mean i think they're gonna draft a receiver but if you're a free agent receiver what makes you go yes philly like it's cold the fans are crazy they give you shit if you do one thing wrong like Why would you want to go to Philly? And you're just going to get hurt. So, yeah, more targets, more everything. Oh, wait, who's their quarterback? Is it Carson Wentz? Is it Jalen Hurts? Is it Nate Sudfield? Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) Doug Peterson doesn't know because he's fired now. They don't even have a coach. I know they'll get all of that. But what is going on in Philly? And honestly, I am absolutely loving it as a Cowboys fan. I don't think my Cowboys are very in order right now and know what they're doing. But we're at least a little bit better than the Eagles, and I'll take that. But, yeah, I mean, Rager's injury-prone already and wasn't that great of a prospect coming out of college. He's, he's little and he's quick, and cold weather kills guys like that. And you saw it this year with him already. As a rookie, he got hurt. I think he missed like eight games. Look, the Eagles messed up. <laughs> They could have drafted Justin Jefferson or T. Higgins, who, in my opinion, are both better than Rager easily, not even close. I know most. I know like most would agree with Justin Jefferson that he's better. Obviously, like if you don't, you're crazy. But T. Higgins, some people might question. He was the first pick in the second round out of Clemson. He plays for the Bengals, and he had a great year. Played good with and without Burrow. Obviously, better with Burrow, though. You know what I mean. Think about it. Call me crazy here. I'm going to list off rookie receivers, and you tell me who Jalen Rager is better than Jerry Judy? No. CeeDee Lamb? No. Justin Jefferson? No. T. Higgins, we'll leave that one questionable for a second, even though he's clearly better than him, but I know a lot of people don't know him. Henry Ruggs? Better. Brandon Ayuk. I know some people are going to question that one. Yes, he's better. Look how many receivers I just named. And, and I mean, I get it. Judy, Lamb, and Ruggs were all drafted higher than him. But Jefferson, T. Higgins, and Brandon Ayuk were all after him. Jefferson wasn't that far along. Neither was T. Higgins. And I don't remember where uh, Brandon Ayuk was drafted, but he was also after. Other receivers... In that draft are Denzel Mims, LaVisca Chenault Jr., and KJ Hamler. Who, I would take Jalen Rager over Denzel Mims and KJ Hamler. LaVisca Chenault, it's close. He had some hot moments. Probably take Rager, but it's close. This might go down as one of the greatest receiving classes ever. And I mean that. But it will not be because of Jalen Rager. Who was, yeah, he came out of TCU and like when they drafted him, everyone was like, what? You don't take Justin Jefferson from LSU and you don't take T. Higgins from Clemson? What are they doing? It's because Philly just loves their little guys with speed. I get it. They have Deshaun Jackson. And every time they get a small little receiver, they're like, oh my God, he's the next Deshaun Jackson. They think it every time and they're wrong every single time. And I think they're finally going to get rid of Deshaun Jackson for good. I hope that guy retires. I've never liked him. Never will. One of my friends, Chance, is an Eagles fan. He doesn't even like him. He doesn't even like Deshaun Jackson, and he's been on his team. So, yeah, but this seriously might go down as one of the greatest wide receiver classes ever. So, yeah, it's not going to be because of Jalen Rager. It's going to be because of Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy, Ceedee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, and maybe even Brandon Ayuk. This is a great receiving class. So we'll just have to see. But, uh, and also T. Higgins in there. I forgot to mention him. But look up the stats. If, if you're freaking out right now and you're an Eagles fan, go look up the stats. Don't sit here and argue with me. Pause this. Go look up the stats. Come back and tell me that Jalen Rager's better. And also eyeball test. You just look at him. Ah, Jalen Rager's injury prone. T. Higgins is bigger, more physical, gets more separation. Brandon Ayuk's faster. You tell me. That's just eyeball test. I'm not looking at any stats right now because I know I know they're better, and I get it. Total season stats could be misleading because he missed quite a few games. So it was a small sample size. And look, I'm not saying Jalen Rager's awful. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's not that good in a receiving class where they could have gotten not one, not two, but three guys who are better than him. Thank you, Philadelphia Eagles, for messing up. Thank you very much. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. But... Oh man. <laughs> it's just I don't argue with me. Like just you, you can argue with me, that's fine. But look at the stats. Please. Pause it and look it up. I know I already said it and I'm getting annoying about it, but go look up the stats. Alright. We're gonna go into one last segment and if we have time, we're gonna go look at some Jalen Rager stats, because I know the Eagles fans don't wanna go do it. This one's quick. This was reported by Adam Schefter. Cam Newton is likely to hit free agency. New England and Cam Newton enjoyed their relationship but are expected to move in different directions. Um, I was, I was kind of hoping they'd stay together. You know what I mean? I mean, I understand it. Uh, they, it just, it didn't work. You know what I mean? Belichick's a winner. And, but I don't think Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer is the solution. So they got to figure something out. They could be a team that gets Deshaun Watson, but I know Belichick doesn't like giving up a bunch of draft picks. But, I mean, dude, you can't even draft a res- good receiver. I mean, I I say get Watson and draft a bunch of offensive linemen because that dude's never had a good offensive line. And I don't think the Patriots' offensive line was great this year or as good as they've been. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I wanted to see another year of it. I'm very interested to see where Cam will go. I've seen a lot of people predicting him going to the Washington football team. So, I mean, that would be interesting. I'd kind of be okay with that as a Cowboys fan. I mean, I think Cam's good, but not amazing. And it's better than them trading for Watson. But I've also seen some mock drafts of Washington actually drafting Mac Jones. And if you guys don't know my opinion on it, I do not think Mac Jones is going to be a good NFL quarterback. I really don't. I've seen some mock drafts with the Broncos taking him at 10, which I think is ridiculous. I don't think he should be a first-round pick. Maybe, no, not even second. I don't think he's going to be good at all. I think he's going to be a career backup. So I could be totally wrong, but same thing happened to AJ McCarron. And I mean, Tua, I'm not confident in him right now. I feel like these Alabama quarterbacks, they play with great receivers. Like they play with the top two receivers in the draft. Think about it. Last year. Jerry Judy, and this is just like more recent. Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, both Alabama. This year, Waddle, who got hurt and would have been a high draft pick, Devontae Smith, Heisman, going to be the first receiver drafted. They're both, I'm looking at some mock drafts. I know they're not 100% accurate, obviously, because they're a mock draft, and it's super early, so things could change. But I've seen a lot with both of them going in the top 10, even though Waddle had a serious injury. It's ridiculous. These Alabama receivers are unreal. And that's not including their – I know their defense wasn't amazing this year, but they usually have a pretty good defense and a great running back. Najee Harris is unreal. And even in the national championship game last night, they took Najee Harris out, and their backup was killing it. Uh, It was number four. I don't remember the guy's name. But he was killing it for a little bit. Like, they just dominated. Alabama was just better than everyone else this year. So, honestly, I'm going to start off next – Podcast talking about the same thing: Jalen Rager, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk. Because I really want to look at the stats and, but just eyeball test: T. Higgins better, Brandon Iuk better uh, than Jalen Rager. So I'll look at stats and I'll figure it out. And because it is better to look at the stats, you want to look at the stats and be informed. It's okay to have an opinion as well, but at least have some stats behind it. And I didn't use any stats today, but I will start next episode with that topic. I promise you, and I will prove. The Eagles lovers and the Jalen Rager lovers, wrong. So, Eagles, thank you so much for being brutal. Like, I, I love it, man. They don't know who their quarterback is. They don't know who their coach is. They don't got any receivers except for Jalen Rager, who's not even that good. Who knows what's going to happen to them. Miles Sanders gets hurt every five minutes. I love it. Thank you, Eagle fans. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I really appreciate it. Third episode of the day. I'm loving doing this. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. Peace out.